All right, we're back for another episode. Um, let's jump right into it, right? So I want to talk about, because I had a recent conversation about this topic. Uh, so I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, right? So I recently heard that Lil Boosie and T.I. somewhat made up, because they had like a little beef about something that T.I. did and said, and Boosie disagreed with it. So what's supposedly happened, and I heard this episode because I, I listened to the T.I. podcast. Um, can't think of the name of the podcast off top. But I listened to his podcast. And he had somebody, he had a guest on the jump. And T.I. was talking about one of the charges that he uh, got hit with when he got locked up one time. And how he got away without doing a whole bunch of time. And he was talking about he got he got hit up on a gun charge, right? Might have been multiple guns or some shit like that. And to make a long story short, he said his lawyer told him the best way he can get out of this, best case scenario, is if he say the guns wasn't his. He will have to place the blame on his cousin. If I ain't mistaken, it was his cousin. He was his cousin or friend or something like that. I think it was his cousin. But the thing was is that his cousin was dead at this time. He wasn't dead when the gun charge happened. He got caught with the guns. After he got caught with the guns, his cousin ended up dying for some reason. So basically, the lawyer was like, you placed this charge on a dead man and said it was his gun. You know, you might can get out of this best case scenario. Um, you might do time, but it might not be as much time as you would do if they put these guns on you. You know what I'm saying? And supposedly that's what he ended up doing. And the question came up was, is that snitching? Because ultimately he snitched because if his cousin was alive, that'd be snitching. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was his cousin guns or not, even if it was the cousin guns, that would be him snitching. But he did. So that was a big discussion back and forth on the uh it was a debate on the podcast. So I guess it got out and it went viral. And I guess Boosie felt like it was considered snitching. Whether you did, whether he did or not, you can't be telling on nobody. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell. You know what I'm saying? You got to fight fight that charge. Fight it like a man and take it. So, I some, for some reason, it came up real recent. And I had, to, I had a discussion with somebody. And my answer ultimately was, hell no, it ain't snitching. The motherfucker dead and you can get out of a charge, you got to use that motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about. If you can get out of a jail sentence, especially a lengthy jail sentence, by using or blaming something on somebody that's dead, you got to do that. Now, this the caveat for me. It depends on what the charge is, though. Because you don't want to put too much smut on somebody's name that's dead. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to put no rape shit, no motherfucking child molest molestation or no little 
wacky shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It was a gun, a shootout, and innocent people got hit. Blah, 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 and... And, and and the person that's dead ain't the one that hit the innocent people, but they was involved in the shootout. You hit the innocent people, but you could blame the dead man to get out of. Don't put nothing on my name. You can't, Don't put nothing on their name that's going to stain their legacy. A gun charge ain't really going to stain a person's legacy to me. You know what I'm saying? May enhance it in some people's eyes. You know what I'm saying? But not too much stain it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there thinking, if it was me, I'd have did the same fucking thing T.I. did. If it was a my best friend, a cousin, brother, da-da-da, and I got caught with some guns, and my way out is to say that the guns belong to them, and they dead, I'm doing that. Because I tell you like this, I think you're a motherfucking goddamn fool if you can use me. By all means, use me. You get caught up on a gun charge, and you can use me, and I'm dead. By all means, I'm putting this out here on the, in, in the world, to the world. Putting this out here in the universe. Use me. You know what I'm saying? Don't be no fucking fool and do no time when you can blame me. I'm dead. I don't give a fuck. I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? I think you're, I think you're a motherfucking fool if you, don't, if you don't take that opportunity. So I don't agree with Boosie on that. Um, I don't really think that's snitching. You know what I'm saying? Um, if anything, well, snitching or not is smart. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Because this man probably, they was probably going to smoke his ass. He probably, I don't know them gun charges, them gun laws down in Georgia or wherever he got caught. But I know gun gun charges ain't ain't nothing to be played with in most states. Now, this nigga fucking around and did fucking 10 years or some dumb shit. You know, nah. So I'm sorry. I disagree with Bootsy on that. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think he, if Bootsy took a charge in which he could have got out of it by blaming somebody that was dead, like a gun charge, and he still took that charge, I look at Boosie like a goddamn fool. You know what I'm saying? But that's my answer. All right, so over the weekend, um, big fight came up. Big fight I've been, been anticipating. Um, the last big fight, the, the, the most recent big fight, was the Tank versus Ryan Garcia fight. Um I wasn't like real hyped up. That that hype, that fight was hyped the fuck up, man. I, I ain't really get it. And to be honest, I haven't. I will say I haven't really seen Ryan Garcia fight. I don't know if I ever watched the whole fight of Ryan Garcia. You know what I'm saying? To be fair, but with that being said, I'm a boxing fan, so it's almost like, damn, if I ain't never really seen you fight, you know what I'm saying? How big are you? How much? deserving how deserving are you of getting like a super big fight you know what i'm saying um but nonetheless he talked himself into that tank fight um i saw highlights of ryan garcia see um i saw the highlights and i wasn't impressed um all in all long story short i had a feeling tank was gonna whoop his ass beat the shit out of him knock him out whatever you know what i'm saying which ended up happening but with that being said, that ain't even the fight I was like anticipating the most, for real, of the most recent fights. The fight that I was really anticipating was the Lomachenko versus Devin Haney joint, which took place over this weekend. Because it's just a matchup, but it was just a real intriguing fight. Both fighters had a lot to lose. Um, it, you just never know really who was going to win. I'm sort of new to the Devin Haney 
um, world, because I, you know, I wasn't really watching him or on him like that when he uh, came out. So I was kind of, you know, from what I saw, I like, I like that, I like what I saw from Devin Haney um, so far. But I, I've been, I've been watching Lomachenko for years. I'm actually a fan of Lomachenko. So, and I know what he can do. You know what I'm saying? I just seen him put on some great performances and shit. Uh, making people quit. He went on this, like, nice little run of just making people quit on a motherfucking stool in the middle of the fight. They go to their corner after the round and don't want to come out. You know what I'm saying? I seen him do that, like, three, four times in a row. But, you know, he's getting, he's older. Um, he ain't been fighting lately. He's been dealing with that... Uh, war over the Ukraine and all that shit. I think he volunteered for that to help out with that and all types of shit. But I was anticipating this fight. So that joint took place this Saturday. Um, I went to my man Travis' house to watch it. Nonetheless, uh, I felt like it was a good fight. I was going for Loma. Shane was there. He was going for motherfucking Haney. They, they Travis going for Haney. They wanted to bet me, but I ain't even a betting man, for real. I'm not a betting man. Um, especially with boxing. It's hard to bet on boxing because the judges, they be bullshitting sometimes. So it's almost like if you're going to bet on boxing with, like, people that you know, y'all might need to have y'all own judges there. Somebody there keeping the score. Or all of y'all agreeing to keep the score and debate who won what round. Because you going by them judges, if it ain't a knockout, Man, you fuck around, lose money, when in reality, you and every most of the world feel like your fighter won. You know what I'm saying? Dude, boxing is a funny sport. When you got judges, it's a hard sport to, to bet on. You know what I'm saying? Um, but overall, it was a controversial fight at the end because it was a real good fight. Chess match. Real good fight, I think. Um, kind of played out how I thought it was going to play out as far as it being a real good Interesting chess match. But Haney ended up winning. But a lot of people in the world feel like Lomachenko won. I personally was scoring the rounds as they was going personally. I'm going for Lomachenko, but I walked away feeling like Haney won. When that fight was over, I I literally said to the people in the room that was watching the fight with me, I said, I think Haney won probably like 116, 112. And when the judges gave their score, the first score that one of the judges scored, it was 116, 112. The other two judges scored in 115, 113. Unanimous for Haney. The crowd went crazy. They was booing. All this shit. Um, I'm in the jump. I feel like Shane felt like it was closer than he would have liked because he was going with Haney. I think he felt, he he said ultimately he felt like it probably was a draw. Um, Travis felt like Haney won. I felt like Haney won. Um, I felt like a lot of people that feel like Loma won, they was swayed by the commentators because I've experienced this through my years of watching boxing. You know what I'm saying? And I really remember this in the Timothy Bradley versus Pacquiao fight in which Timothy Bradley won on the scorecards and everybody felt like Pacquiao won. 
I felt like Bradley won. I ain't going to lie. When I watched it, initially I thought Pacquiao won. I went back to watch it again, and I realized what happened. Them commentators was big enough. When you're watching a fight, sometimes the commentators be kind of favoring one fighter over the other. So when one fighter is doing, putting in work, they be sort of quiet and not acknowledging it. So in, in a lot of people's heads, especially if you're not that big of a boxing fan, you're not really acknowledging the work that the one person putting in because the commentators ain't saying nothing. But when the other person putting in work, every time they do any little, the slightest thing, they, oh, did you see that? What a punch, da, 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 da. And you mentally get swayed because you're listening to the commentators. So if the commentator's not acknowledging what one fighter is doing, but they're acknowledging everything the other fighter is doing, by the end of the fight, you're going to automatically kind of feel like the other fighter won because mentally you've been worked over by the commentators. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what kind of happened in this uh, Lomachenko-Devin Haney fight. I noticed that the commentators wasn't as hype or acknowledging a lot of the shit that Devin Haney was doing as much as they was acknowledging what Lomachenko was doing. Now, granted, Lomachenko came back in the second half of the fight. You know what I'm saying? And he won like them, like them, you know, most of them last four rounds. But by my scorecard, I had him down like seven rounds to one at some point. I had Devin Haney winning seven rounds kind of early. You know what I'm saying? By like the eighth, ninth round. And if you do the math, it's only 12 rounds in the fight. If a person won seven rounds at some point, the other person got to knock him down or knock him out to win or get a draw. You know what I'm saying? Knock him out to win or at least knock him down to fight back to a draw. Or knock him down a few times to get the win if, if the other person got seven rounds. But I had Devin Haney winning at least seven rounds, personally. You know what I'm saying? So... I was kind of surprised by the controversy that the world was kind of making it out to be. I feel like Devin Haney won fair and square, honestly. Lomachenko, this ain't the first time he done this. Sometimes he like a little slow starter. He be doing all this calculating and shit. And by the time he do that, a couple times, you know, he lost. I think this is third loss now. But one of his fights that he lost, it's like, man, he waiting too late to turn it on. And against these world-class fighters... They be having stamina, power. They You trying to wear them down, but they wearing you down with them body shots. Devin Haney was hitting that nigga with all them motherfucking body shots. It seemed like nobody was noticing that. Every time it looked like Loma was doing something, Devin Haney, especially early in the fight, Devin Haney would come back and swing and throw them body shots. And people, a lot of people that don't really watch boxing like that don't count them body. They wasn't counting them body shots. A lot of people only counting face shots. But them, I think them judges saw that shit. Man, that he was, yeah, them rounds that looked a little close, Devin Haney was putting in work. And it is what it is. I can't take nothing from him. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he went and won. And just like a lot of people been saying also, Devin Haney was the champ. He had the belts. You know what I'm saying? If you come to get them belts, you got to come in there and you got to motherfucking take them belts. You know what I'm saying? You can't come in there fighting for a draw, playing around. You got to go in there and try to convincingly win when you're fighting a champ. Cause if if you if you come in there and it's controversial, you're gonna sway. I I agree with that. If it's controversial, I'm going. If I don't know who won around, I'm gonna give it to the champ. You know what I'm saying? You gotta come and take them belts. 
And Lomachenko, Lomachenko ain't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I still like Loma. But, you know, he getting older, too. He's 35 years old. Devin Haney, 24. He the young bull. You know what I'm saying? So, evil way, you know. And one more thing. I mean, a lot of people feel like Devin Haney, and I felt like this, too, but that he wasn't ready for Shakur Stevenson or Tank, especially after watching the Lomachenko fight. But after thinking about it, realistic, Lomachenko ain't no walk. He ain't no walk through the park. Lomachenko will make anybody look like that. You know what I'm saying? So, it ain't really... No real knock that he struggled against Loma because I think Shakur Stevenson would struggle against Loma. I think Tank would struggle against Loma. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody just going to walk through Loma. So I kind of take it back. The fact that I feel like Devin Haney won, he deserves and he's definitely ready for Shakur Stevenson tank fight. I don't think he'll beat Tank. I'm not sure against Shakur Stevenson. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. But that's my opinion on all that shit. All right, next topic. Next topic. So, what if you're dealing with a girl, right? Let's say, you know, you're dealing with a chick. You're interested in a threesome at some point. You bring it up to her. If you ain't scared to bring it up, bring it up. First of all, let me, let me say something. This is something I learned. Um, a friend of mine told me this a long time ago, and it's something that I adopted in my life when I deal with a woman, right? We was having a talk years ago, and he was like, man, don't ever be afraid to speak up or ask a question or, you know what I'm saying, make a suggestion in a relationship. He said, because you never know what a woman might go for. You never know what they might be cool with. Until you bring it up. They might be cool with some shit that they'll never bring up because they might be scared to bring the shit up. You know what I'm saying? But just in general, you know what I'm saying? If you ever, if you ever got any ideas or requests or anything like that in a relationship, man, just speak it. Don't be scared, right? And that's something that I picked up from a friend of mine or whatever. They told me a long time ago and I adopted that. You know what I'm saying? That's how I actually got my... uh my first threesome and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was dealing with a girl. And before I had the conversation with him, I would have never brought it up because I was interested in having one. You know what I'm saying? Because I would have been afraid of how, how the girl would take it. And when I had the conversation with him, and I brought it up to the girl back then, the girl was like, oh, you want a threesome? I mean, I can see what's up with that. I can see if I can find somebody straight like that. You know what I'm saying? Straight, straight like that. Eventually, she found somebody and we had multiple threesomes with different chicks at different times. You know what I'm saying? But that's a different story. But, um, uh, you know, speaking of threesomes, right? What you think about this scenario? Um, let's say you, you bring it up to your girl, you want to have a threesome. But, you know, what you do, which is probably typical... Smart or whatever you want to call it, you assign her the task of finding the girl to do the threesome with because you want her to be the comfortable one in the situation. You want your girl to be the comfortable one. If you the one bringing the shit up, if you broaching this uh, broaching this scenario to her, you know what I'm saying. You want you want her to be comfortable and you know let her find a girl, somebody she comfortable with, and uh. Let's say she go out and actually do it. She said, yeah. She said, yeah, I'll do it. But 
I got to be the one to find the girl. You got to let me find the girl. You let her find the girl. And one day, she finds somebody. She's like, yeah, hey, I found somebody. Come to find out, the girl that she finds for the threesome is somebody that you know. Not only do you know the girl, you actually fucked her before. The girl, you know, she 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 realized she find out both of y'all find out at the same time that is you. She she recognized you, you recognize her. In that moment, of course, y'all don't say nothing. Y'all just going with the flow. Do you tell your girl that you fucked this girl before? I asked this question on the 25 hour story. You know what I'm saying? I did a poll. Um most people said they would tell. They would tell that girl. You know what I'm saying? Some people said no. They wouldn't tell. You know what I'm saying? Well, some people that said no. What would I do? Um, I'm going to be straight up. If I got my girl up to the point that she's willing to do this shit, do this threesome, trust is, trust is a big thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a big thing. Obviously, she trusts you if she down to do a threesome with you. If she if she fuck with you, tell. Some people do threesomes with people they don't really give a fuck about. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't give a fuck how the shit turn out. You know what I'm saying? That's how some motherfuckers have all the fun. Motherfuckers that ain't even really committed. Or motherfuckers that ain't viewed as somebody that a chicken be in a relationship with. Those be the niggas that be having the most fun. Sometimes you'd rather be that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, But... You dealing with a chick. Let's say she she gonna do this for you because she trusts you. I don't want to break that trust. If I got her to the point that she's willing to do it, then obviously if I tell her, nah, we can't fuck with her. I know her. We had relations before. Boom. I would trust that my girl would respect my honesty, whether she wanna go with it or not. Let's say most likely, more likely than not, she gonna X this, she gonna X this girl out there calling. No, we ain't fucking with her. You fucked her before, we ain't fucking with her. We need to be somebody we don't really know, somebody that gonna come and go. I will trust that she will find somebody else down the line. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna fuck their trust up. Uh I know it's a lot of niggas that'll be like, man, don't say nothing. I wouldn't say nothing, because that's what some niggas said on the on the on the poll on the 24 hour story. They be like, I wouldn't say nothing. I think that's the wrong answer. You know what I'm saying? You got this girl to the point that she's willing to do it. You got to keep her in that space. You don't want to lose that. You know what I'm saying? It's just not worth it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm dealing with a chick and I'm in a relationship with her, already she's enough for me. The threesome shit might be, for me personally, it'll probably it'll be just because I want to have fun. You know what I'm saying? Just have a little fun experiment, spice up the situation. Not because I feel like I need to do it, because I've done it. You know what I'm saying? But if it was a situation where I never done it, then if I'm dealing, if I'm in a relationship with a chick, then I'm not gonna get in a relationship with a chick that I feel like ain't enough on her own to satisfy me. So already the girl I'm dealing with is enough to satisfy me already for real. I just want to do extra shit, spice it up. You know what I'm saying? So a threesome wouldn't in a situation like that wouldn't be like a life or death thing for me. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, if I got her in the space that she willing to do the shit, I'm not going to fuck that up. So, at the end of the day, 
I would tell her. Personally, I'd tell her, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, if I'm, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, you know, it's ride or die. Like, hey, I ain't, look, I fucked this broad. You know, me and her fucked before. I ain't trying to pull no wool over your eyes. You know what I'm saying? Me and you, we're a team. We're a team here. You know what I'm saying? So, wherever you want to go from here, I'm with it. If you want to exit out the equation, exit out. If you want to keep it going, we can keep it going. But I just want you to know. You know, I will tell. So, ultimately, me, I will say something. All right, next topic. Next topic. Random question. Um, I heard somebody pose this on a podcast I was listening to. Random question. What would be more embarrassing? What would you rather, what situation would you rather be in if you had to pick one? You know what I'm saying? Would you rather be on a date, find yourself in some type of altercation? Let's say you might be defending the person that you're on a date with. Something might happen. You know what I'm saying? Find yourself in an altercation in which you get your ass knocked out in front of your date. Or you're on a date and y'all go to the movies, go to a restaurant or something, come back out just to find out that your car has been repoed while you're on a date. <laughs> what scenario would you rather be in if you had to pick one? Um, as we know, both of them bad. Both of them bad. You know what I'm saying? Both of these scenarios is motherfucking bad. Um, but you got to pick one. You know what I'm saying? Um, getting knocked out is no bueno, man. That's no good. Getting knocked out is no good. Um, it's embarrassing. As a man, you want to be viewed as a protector. You know what I'm saying? That's one of your roles. You want to go into a situation with your girl or date, one whatever, believing that you can protect her if need be. You know, that's part of being a man. You know what I'm saying? Most of us, that's part of being a man, being able to be a protector. You know what I'm saying? All that shit kind of go out the window when you get your ass knocked the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? You get your ass knocked the fuck out, all that protector shit go out the window. You know, the girl, her friend, she going to tell everybody that she know. You know what I'm saying? That you got knocked the fuck out. Um, Just a tough joint, man. You know what I'm saying? Just a tough little joint. Um. Another thing is being a man, you want to be known as a provider. You know what I'm saying? This shit twofold here. You want to be a protector and a provider. So you go out on a date. You want your date to feel like, yeah, you know, financially I'm straight. I can do certain things for you. You know, that's what comes with me. You know, that, that's what comes to this table. Come sit at this motherfucking table. I got you. Oh, that shit go out the window when your shit get repoed. While you're on a date, right in front of this girl, you know what I'm saying? Or you know, this this can this can go two ways. You know what I'm saying? It could be a woman been on a date with a guy. You know what I'm saying? And so you know what I'm saying? I think uh, it's a little different for women. We got different uh, expectations for the most part. But um, you know, for a woman too, you probably like, hey, you don't want God on a motherfucking date and get your shit repoed or get your ass knocked the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's probably two different ways that this can be answered, whether you're a man or a woman. But for me, man, fuck that. I'd rather have my shit repo. <laughs> I, I do not. Man, fuck that. 
getting knocked out on a date. Man, that's so bad. That's so bad. Um, that's embarrassing. Um, that's motherfucking embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what else to say. That's embarrassing and shit. Both of them embarrassing, but getting knocked out. You know what I'm saying? You trying to stand up for her or whatever the situation is. You just out here looking like you just a nigga that be getting his ass whooped. Man, personally, I'd rather, I'd rather have my car get repoed. Because I, I can make a joke of that. Like, man, damn, they finally caught me. I ain't paid this motherfucking... I ain't paid my car note in eight months, man. I was trying to hide from these motherfuckers. I bought this, I bought this motherfucker out for you, to be honest. But fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Man, you don't know. You can try to make a joke of that shit, but getting knocked out ain't no motherfucking jokes to be made about that, for real. That's super embarrassing. So I choose getting my car repoed on a date than getting knocked out on a date. All right, next segment. Next segment. Today is June 12th. June 12th, 2023. Um, it's Monday. I'm coming off of the, of the weekend and shit. Had a pretty good weekend. Um, this was the LGBTQ uh, weekend where they get together and celebrate and... Um, you know, they get together, do that whole parade and all that shit, right? Um, they do it every year. Um, never really been outside during that weekend, you know what I'm saying? It'd be real crowded. My neighborhood be real crowded and shit. So, you know, it don't really be too much to do, you know what I'm saying? Then, being that I'm not a member of that community, you know what I'm saying? It's just like... For real, I feel like there ain't no real reason for me to really be out there. But this year um, was a little different. Um, it was a nice little weekend and shit. The weather was nice. Saturday, um, Riri came down. She came over. She wanted to come over and kick it for the weekend and shit. Um, she came over motherfucking around... Came over around 6, about 6, 6.30 or something. You know what I'm saying? Got to my house, I freshened up and shit, because we was going out to go. It was, it was a nice-ass day Saturday. The weather was just nice as shit. We was going to go kick it, you know what I'm saying? Go find something to do. She she really was just coming over just to really just kick it and hang out with me. We ain't really had to do nothing. But for some reason, whenever she, like, come around, especially if it's, like, a weekend or something, whenever she come around... She just got, she just a good vibe. It just, I want to do shit. I'll be wanting us to go do something. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I was like, man, fucking, when you come over, we're going to go, I'm going to, we're going to go find something to eat for somewhere. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go do something. Because right now, you know, we got some shit planned. And, uh, niggas trying to really budget, but for the most part, man, we be all right. You know what I'm saying? Everything will work out what we, you know, what we trying to do. So, we end up, I got myself together. It probably was about seven something by the time I got, got myself together. And then we hit the streets, you know what I'm saying? Trying to figure out where we're going to go. We're just going to go walk the neighborhood around U Street, around the U Street area. It's packed out there, you know what I'm saying? The whole LBGTQ community was out there. 
And he's out there jump partying and all of that shit. The weather was nice, like I said. So we trying to figure out what area we're going to go to to try to find something to eat. Because I'm like, man, we can go to the bar at the very least. Go to the bar. Get some bar food or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Some wings, burgers, whatever. I had to taste for a burger or some shit that day. So she was, you know, I was asking her, you know, did she have any idea of what area she wanted to go to or exactly what she wanted to eat? She was like, nah, not really. I don't really have no real idea or preference. So I'm like, all right, well, bet. Um, like, uh, let's walk down towards Adams Morgan. You know what I'm saying? And not Adams Morgan, but uh, the DuPont Circle. You know, DuPont Circle is where I think the parade pretty much is. And that's where that whole community pretty much going to hang out and party at. So this is my first time, you know, really being in the midst of the shit. Like, man, outside doing one of these uh, parades and shit like that. And um, kind of just seeing what's going on. Um, like I said, Eva, I usually be, for some reason... During, during this weekend, every year, I'm usually either somewhere else. Maybe I'm dealing with somebody and I'm out their house. Or I probably just be in the house and just don't come outside. You know what I'm saying? Just be chilling, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I've just never really been outside during that weekend. So, you know, we decided to walk down Alice Morgan. Like, man, maybe we can find something to eat down. I mean, DuPont Circle. Maybe we can find something to eat down that way. Let's just walk. And let's just see what the fuck is going on. See what this little weekend like. See, you know what I'm saying? So we go walking down that way. I mean, at some point we get down there by DuPont Circle, man. That's where the motherfucking, man, that was, it was just a bad idea to be walking down there trying to find some food or find a restaurant or a little bar or something to eat and drink at on this particular weekend. Because first and foremost, DuPont Circle has always kind of been Known as like the area where you know where the uh like the gay community hang at. As long as I can remember, Dupont Circle is where they are known to party. You know what I'm saying? That's where they party at. So I should have known that it would be kind of hard to maneuver down that joint. You know what I'm saying? To get around or get into a motherfucking establishment down there. Especially on this motherfucking weekend. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. You know what I'm saying? I was tripping. I was pretty much tripping. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? We took a shot. Wasn't no, you know, wasn't no big deal. We took a shot to see, you know. Hold on. What the fuck am I doing? To see what we can do. So we walked through there. Realized real fast, real early. That uh, that shit wasn't going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Find out real fast, real early that that shit wasn't going to work out. We motherfucking uh, walked through DuPont Circle. They got the motherfucking, they got a stage out the joint. It's just so packed, but the good thing is you can maneuver through. They out there, they park dressed crazy as shit, while they just having a good ass time. We made our way through though. Nonetheless, we made our way through. Um, we decide to go down towards the actual, the actual DuPont Circle Park, but we ain't want to go through the park because when you look through the park, the park was super crowded. So we made our way down 17th Street, like one of these little side streets, right? 
just walking. We ended up seeing this little spot. It was a nice little spot. And I've seen this is a spot, when I mean by a spot, like a little restaurant. And I've seen this restaurant before because I walked down there one day going somewhere. I walked down that way a couple years ago. I don't remember what I was doing. It was like early in the morning. I was going somewhere downtown. I decided to walk. And I walked past this um, restaurant and shit. And it caught my attention so much that I decided to record it. I was like, man, this is a nice little spot. I put it on my 25-hour store. And it caught, it caught people's attention also. You know what I'm saying? It caught people's attention. And people was asking about it. Like, where, where the hell is this at? Da, da, da. Um, it caught Riri's attention when we walked past it. I was like, oh, yeah, I walked past this spot before. You know what I'm saying? I, I wanted to try because when you walk past it, well, the reason why it catch your attention because they got like roses and flowers and shit outside of the restaurant. They got like a little outside area with flowers and shit decorated all around the outside of the uh, building and overhead because they got like an overhead set up out there the way you can eat outside and the overhead probably like protects you from the, if it rains or anything like that if it's too sunny. And that overhead is full with flowers and shit. I was like, no, this shit kind of cool, look different. At the time, it just looked cool and different. It stood out, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, it caught Riri attention. She thought it was pretty. She was like, let's go there and eat. Boom. Go on the jump. The, the place is called Residence. It's called Resident. You know what I'm saying? Joint called Residence. It's down there by motherfucking... Uh, it's down there by... Like I said, it's down there by DuPont Circle area. On 17th Street. Go on the jump. See if we can find a spot. They said, you need a reservation to sit in one of the tables. But they had spots at the bar. You know what I'm saying? The lady was able to look. I guess you, you can reserve a spot at the bar. The spot, the bar was good. They asked us, well, we cool we sitting at the bar. We was like, hell yeah, we, we'll take that. Um, we went, sat at the bar. They took us upstairs. Um, it's nice in the joint. It's nice, cool. You know what I'm saying? People was in there, of course, but it wasn't too packed. It wasn't too packed. Um, went in the joint, looked at the menu, um, the menu was good, the menu was, um, they had, like, some seafood, and, uh, honestly, it, was, it seemed like it was an Asian type of restaurant, but they served American food in there, too. What really caught my attention, you know, I, I wanted, like, a burger or some shit, so they had, they had a regular burger and they had a fish burger. At this point, Riri decided that she had a taste for a burger also. So what we typically do when we go out to eat, we try to get different shit and then we share each other food so we can taste, you know what I'm saying, what they got. So we we typically try to get, especially her, because everything I eat, she typically eat. But I can't eat everything that she typically eat because she can eat shit that I'm allergic to. So a lot of times she'll try to get something that I can eat when she eat with me. So we can share each other food and we can, you know, really test the restaurant out and see what we like and what we don't. Some people will go out and they'll get the same thing. Both people will get the same thing. Now, what you do is you get what you want. Your partner gets something different and y'all just try each other's shit. So now you get to try what she got and it might be something that you wanted to try, but you ain't get. Boom, man, you got your meal. You can kind of just taste test the restaurant. So that's typically what we do. So, I got the fish burger. She got the regular hamburger. 
or cheeseburger, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I must say, and it, it came with fries, you know what I'm saying? Both our burgers was good as shit. My fish burger was good as shit. I ain't gonna lie. They put this like little sauce and shit on it. Then they gave me like a lemon, like they cut the lemon in half, and then they sprinkled some type of uh, seasoning, like jalapeno seasoning or some shit on top of that lemon. So you can open up the bun, take the bun off the uh, fish, squeeze the lemon onto the uh, fish, and the the, the seasoning would also uh, fall into the fish as well. So when you eat it, you tasting the lemon and the seasoning, the jalapeno seasoning that was on the lemon. And it stood out because when I ate the burger, I tasted the seasoning and it made the, the burger even better. Shit was good as shit. The French fries was really good. This place is called Residence. The, the place is really, really good. The food was good. Um, I definitely recommend that joint, giving that joint a shot. Um, you know, we end up eating left there. We left that joint probably about 9.30 or some shit like that. Because we probably got there about 8 something. Left there about 9.30. Came on back. I wanted to see the fight Tiafimo Lopez fought um, this particular night. You know, I wanted to see the motherfucking fight. Um, what the fuck? I'm looking at this motherfucking thing, man. Oh, I know why. I just realized what I'm doing wrong. I just realized what I'm doing wrong. Boom. Let me see. This supposed to be up here. Okay, I think. No, I'm sorry. I'm working on a shirt. But, um, I'm working on a shirt. Boom. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. There we go. There we go. All right. Um, went back. It was a fight that night on ESPN. Tiafimo Lopez was fighting this dude named Josh Taylor. Not really familiar with Josh Taylor. Um, well, you know, I'm a big boxing fan, so but I'm familiar with Tiafimo. Supposedly, um, Tiafimo was an underdog, but Tiafimo is a good fighter. He's a good fighter overall. So I was excited about watching that shit. Like, man, let's get back to the house so we can watch that. Um, got back to the house, watched the fight. It was a good ass fight. Tiafimo won, even though he was a big underdog. He won. The reason why Tiafimo probably was an underdog is because he be having a lot of personal issues going on in his life. You know what I'm saying? That's really his thing. He's a good fighter, um, but he be having a lot of like issues, family issues and shit, and it be affecting him in the boxing ring. But I guess he came in that motherfucker prepared this time. You know what I'm saying? Think that motherfucker know he need to stop playing because, uh, man, this your life. This your career. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got time to be out this motherfucker playing. You need to be trying to focus on getting this money. You know what I'm saying? Getting rich. But he showed up and did this thing. Um, he won. I struggled to stay awake for that because it was late. The, the fight came on like at 10 o'clock. Riri was trying to watch it, but she fell asleep on the couch watching that shit. Um, I stayed up, struggled, but I stayed up because the fight ended up getting good. Um, it was To me, it was pretty even like the first half of the fight. But the second half of the fight, Tia Fimo just took over and just started. Uh, Motherfucking whooping his ass. Um, the thing about Tiafimo, he got down there the total package. After really watching this fight, he got the total package if he coming at you on focus. 
He tough. He could take a punch. He was taking all the dude punches. Like, he, he never seemed hurt. He had stamina. You know what I'm saying? He made it to the end of the fight. Seemed like he still had a lot of energy left. Um, his defense was pretty good. He got power. He, man, he's, he's, he's going to be a tough out for anybody. But that was good. I'm interested to see his role in this little boxing landscape after this win because he won a lot of belts off of this one win. So I'm real curious to have him in this motherfucking little boxing landscape to uh, make this shit interesting. But that was that was Saturday. All right, so on the next day, we got up early on Sunday. We got up early. Uh, wanted to go get something to eat, get some breakfast and shit. We went to, uh, we rolled over to Union Market over on Northeast, right? Northeast side, just to walk in there. Cause she had never even been in Union Market before. And she'd been saying that she wanted to go in there one day just to see what it looked like. You know what I'm saying? So we rolled in there, plus just to see if they had anything going on that might work with us or work for us. For breakfast, you know what I'm saying? So we walked in there. Um, you know, she got to see what it looked like. But we ain't really seen nothing we wanted to eat. So then we proceeded to look on the open table app to see if we can find some restaurants that was doing brunch or whatever that was open. Because at this point, it's about, about 9 o'clock in the morning at this point. It's early in the morning. Um, we, I'm searching... We trying to come up with ideas. Um, the only thing at that moment that kind of came up that what you know that 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 made sort of sense in the moment was founded farmers. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like founded farmers. She like founded farmers. You know what I'm saying? That kind of came up as a, a suggestion that we can go to. You know what I'm saying? My whole thing. I like to go to different places. I don't really like to go to the same places. I just like to try different places, different experiences. Now, you know, I'll go to a place I've been to before if it's just super convenient. And I'm not really trying to, you know what I'm saying, go too far. Or, you know, if it's a spur of the moment, like I'm hungry, this is right here, I'm going to go here. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, if we on the road, if we if we on a move and we really don't have no problem with getting up and going somewhere or driving, I'm trying to try something new that I never tried before. You know what I'm saying? So, she suggested founded farmers, and I'm like, bet. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if we don't find nothing else, I'm cool with that because I like founded farmers. Founded farmers, you know, they do good breakfast. But I looked in the open table, I, and I found this spot that was out uh Alexandria called Matt and Tony's All Day Breakfast. Um, I, I, I suggested that to her as an option. Um, showed her pictures. Because on the app, you know, they got pictures of the food. Showed her pictures. She looked. And she was like, oh, you know what? That look cool. I'm, you know, she said she was down to try that. So, boom. I made a reservation for 1030. At this point, it's about barely 9 o'clock. A little, probably a little after 9. So, we was going to have a lot of time to, to kill, really. You know what I'm saying? Found the farmers. We could have gotten that job at 930. They had a 930 reservation. After 9.30, the next reservation slot they had open was like 12 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, it was about 9, 10, like 10 after 9, about 9.15. We could have made it from Union Market over there if we really wanted to do it. Um, 
But she was cool with trying this new spot. So I'm like, bet. So we held out. Um, I, I booked a reservation for 10.30 in the morning at this Matt and Tony's place. So we had time to kill. So we were sitting outside the Union Market, just chilling, playing on the phone and shit, just talking a little bit, just trying to kill time because we wasn't in no rush. The Matt and Tony joint was was 20 minutes. I pulled it up on the map. It was 20 minutes from where we were. You know what I'm saying? So if we'd have left at that moment, we'd have got out there about 9.30, 9.45. Still would have had 45 minutes of time to kill. You know what I'm saying? So we wasn't in no rush. But eventually, you know, we got tired of sitting in front of Union Market. And we just headed out there. Um, got out the joint. Um, it's a nice little neighborhood. Not too far from Potomac Yards. You know what I'm saying? It's not too far from Potomac Yards. Um, headed over there. They had like a little bakery out there on the, on the, on that street. Some little garden, like a public garden, but it had like a hut where they sold drinks. That was a cool little setup because we went over there. We went to the bakery first because Riri wanted some croissants. She a big fan of croissants. Went over there, got some croissants from the bakery. Then we went across the street to that garden just to kill time. Boom. But the hut wasn't open. We were just sitting out there just chilling because the weather was nice and all that. The hut wasn't open to, to where you can buy drinks and shit. But it looked like they was preparing because there was people in there. And at some point, come, came outside to set the napkins and shit on the table. They would look like they was getting ready to set up for the day. Eventually, we um, sat out there long enough to about 10, 15, 10, 20. We're like, all right, let's just head. Because the garden was directly next door to where we was going to eat breakfast at Matt and Tony. About 10, 20 came around. We was like, all right, let's go head over there. Let's go see if we can check in. Um, like I said, our check-in time was 10.30. So we was going to walk in there about 10 minutes earlier than our check-in time. Walked in the joint. Um, and luckily, they, they, they set us. You know what I'm saying? We was a little early. But they checked us in and set us down. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that was cool. Sat down, ate, looked at the menu. We ordered drinks and shit, you know what I'm saying? Ordered drinks, ordered the food. It was nice nice in there, you know what I'm saying? It was people in that joint, nice amount of people in there. Um, motherfucking, we set. I ordered some type of lord. The drink was called something, Caribbean painkiller or some shit like that. Riri ordered a mimosa. Um, the drinks was good. She ain't really care for her mimosa. I think I tasted her mimosa. I think the issue with her mimosa was that <laughs> it was too much champagne, not enough juice. You know what I'm saying? Because Riri don't really drink to get fucked up. She drink based on the taste. You know what I'm saying? She wanted to taste good. That's her number one thing. Like, I want this shit to taste good. You know what I'm saying? If it give me a little twist in the process, perfect. But she definitely want this shit to taste good. And she would have preferred more juice, I think. It was, it was a lot of champagne in it. And I don't even, it probably wasn't even good champagne. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these places, you know what I'm saying? They give you some bullshit ass shit. But um, we drank. She ordered, she ordered chicken and waffles. I ordered, that's what I was going to order. 
until she ordered. And I was like, all right, well, let me order something different. If she could try my shit, I could try her. You know, like I said, that's our routine. I ordered French toast and waffles. I mean, French toast and chicken. And I ended up ordering a side of eggs. One of my only gripes with this place was that they brought my eggs out real early. Like, when I ordered the eggs, they brought it out well before they brought out the French toast and chicken. I'm like, y'all just want me to eat these eggs by itself? Like, that shit is, that's kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was a little crazy. But nonetheless, I sat there for a minute to see if my my main course was going to come out at some point. Um, but it, it was taking a while for them to cook it and make it. So I just went ahead and fucking ate the eggs. You know what I'm saying? Waiting for the uh, French toast. But the French toast did end up coming out. I will say that the French toast it did end up coming out. And I was able to eat the eggs. I ate some of the eggs before it came out, but for the most part, I was able to eat majority of my eggs with my French toast because that's how I wanted it. Um, my French toast and chicken was good. That shit was good. I tried some of Riri waffles. The waffles were real good. The food was good. The place was nice. I recommend that joint too. Nice little atmosphere. Real clean in there. Real cool. I'm going to post the pictures on my 25-hour story at some point. But after we ate, we drank, we ate. It was a ride. We was kind of tired, you know what I'm saying? Because we had a long night before. We ended up coming back to my joint, watching TV and shit. Um, she ended up putting on this show called Young, Famous, and African on Netflix. Um, I heard a lot about it, but I never watched it. Ain't no shit that I would really just sit and watch on my own. I don't really be watching no little reality TV shows and shit. But it was cool. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. Uh, me and her watched it. We binge watched the whole first season. She was on a second season. Well, she turned it on. And I was asking questions. She was like, look, we can go back and watch it from the beginning so you can check it out and see what's going on. So she went back, watched it from episode one. And watch the whole first season. We were just in here pretty much the whole day watching that shit. Until, you know, it was a wrap. You know what I'm saying? The nighttime came around. We got hungry again with the honeymoon chicken. Got something to eat from honeymoon chicken. Came back. Watched this show called From that me and her been watching. She put me on to it. So I started watching it. So I can kind of, you know, watch it with her and see what's going on. Um... And uh, that, man, that was about it. We watched that show, and after that, she went home. It was it got late, about nine o'clock. She ended up rolling out and going home. You know what I'm saying? That was the end of the night. I was just tired. Boom, went to sleep, and that was pretty much my weekend. All right, so we're gonna end this episode on that note. Um, thanks for tuning in. As always, we're gonna keep it rolling. Um, it don't hurt. It's free for me to record, so it don't hurt. You know what I'm saying? So. Like I always say, if you got dreams, chase your, chase your dreams, man. You got to live for yourself. Chase your dreams. Chase your goals. We only hit one time. Try to make it as fulfilling as possible. And uh, aim high. Shoot for the moon. Because if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. And we out.